You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, healthy and alive. As uh, well, we're seeing for now, now, we're all going to die. Yeah, <laughs> we're all going to die now, right? We got pandemic yeah. round two coming. So mm-hmm. let's start yep. with, um, you know, okay, pandemic round two, right? There's, there's another one because this one's falling apart, right? So they need to cook up a new one, right? Yep. So there's a new strain, just so happens, right? Just so happens. There's a new strain of flu that's been found in China, of all places. They're saying that it has the potential to become a pandemic. Now, scientists are warning. Of course, these are the same scientists that have been wrong about COVID up to this point, right? Just throwing that out there. This is a new type of swine flu. Is that is that correct? That's that's what they're... Um, yeah. They're, they're basing yeah. it on? Yeah, okay. All right. Now, I'll tell you what. You, you were reading up on it. So what was your conclusion on it? Because you know this is probably going to... If they can figure out how to get this to sprout legs then they'll run with it. So basically what they're saying is, is young workers between the age of 18 to 35 are showing more, more and more signs in China of being infected by this new strand of swine flu. Oh, and it has to be the younger crowd. The, has to be the younger demographic this time. Yes. See? Yes. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, uh-huh. continue. Yeah. So it's, they're saying that it was a 10% of the workers tested in two, uh, 2018. Uh, so this was, this was a few years ago. <laughs> And uh, they're basically saying that it's slowly increasing and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. They're, they're, they're saying this is going to potentially be another one. But the thing is, is it's been around for seven years. Yeah, it's like the H- takeoff. So exactly. It's like the other one that we talked about before, um, the H7N5. Is that the one? The, the H7N5. And that's like, I mean, that, that's got like a 99% kill rate or something of that nature. I mean, it's bad. It's one of those avian flus and it's uh, out. I don't think it was like that high, but yeah. Oh, OK. Well, it was. Oh, no. OK. I, I stand corrected. You're right. The The mortality rate is 90 to 100 percent in chickens. Yes, it's bad. It, it's bad. So that one's loose. And we don't hear anything about that. That like the communicability level, though, to, to jump from from um, from foul to, to human just isn't quite there. But this one, I mean, we we saw what the damage was in 2000. Was it 2008, 2009? Is that when we saw the, the swine flu in the U.S.? Was that it? 2008, 2009? I want to say that was about I right. I think I'm, I'm wanting to say that's about right. Yeah. OK. But yeah, we didn't have. And by the way, those numbers were much, much higher than what we're seeing with COVID-19. Much, much higher than what we're seeing with coronavirus. And we didn't hear anything about that. I don't remember closing anything down or anything. Mm-hmm. I do, however, remember the lines around the block for people to get flu shots. That I do remember. But we didn't have what at the time? We didn't have mass social media. We did well, we, it was there, but it wasn't to the level it's at now. We didn't have smartphones to a great to a great extent. They were just like the the iPhones were just starting to come around. So you, you didn't really have a smartphone in everybody's pocket. You had, I mean, hell, I still had one of the Nextel phones back back then, if you can remember those. But it was a, it was a Nextel BlackBerry. So I mean, I guess I kind of had a smartphone. I had, a, I had a, I was one of those people that had a BlackBerry like 25 years ago. But nonetheless, uh, you didn't have a way of mass manipulating the populace, and now you do. 
Now, now you do. You've got mass media. You've got everybody with pretty much a smartphone in their hands. And so you can twist and tailor that agenda to fit whatever need is arising. And this one, they're calling it the G4EAH1N1 virus, right? That, that's what they're calling it, mm-hmm. which apparently I'm assuming that I'm just I'm just assuming here this will soon become somehow racist and we'll have to change it, right? Uh, well, I mean, obviously you can't call it the swine. Well, actually, no, you can call it the swine flu because we have the the whole you know cops or pigs thing that they that the well, extremes yes. like to use. Right. So and I guess that one's not going to be. Yeah, that one's going to be okay. Right. That one will be fine. That that one will be fine because mm-hmm. you know we we don't care about cops, right? I yeah. I would also like to note something. You you brought up the uh, the the last time this spiked, mm-hmm. um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That was an election year, and the reason that. Uh, just just a hypothesis here as to why we didn't hear about it. That's when o- Obama was elected. It was. Yes. And by the way, when I just said that we don't like cops, I'm being completely sarcastic. We love cops. I mean, yes. I'm yes. nobody's a bigger supporter of the cops than us around here. That's just the way that is. You know, I got nothing but love for all of all you people that wear the uniform, no matter what country you come from. Right. Because I've dealt with police officers, not in a bad way, <laughs> from more than one country. And and you guys are great. So you men and women are great. So thank you for what you do. Right. I, I'll give you the appreciation when no one else seems to want to. So I'll give you the appreciation. All right. So what have they concluded by this? Is it actually spreading this? You say this has been around for a while, so it's not exactly like this is something that's new. So why are they putting it out there now? What, are they going to try and run with it or, or how's this going to work? Uh, they're saying that this specific one has the genome type to be a pandemic. Basically, it's mutated a bit. And the previous swine flu that we've seen had the G4 genotype. And this one has mutated that as well. So they're they're speculating that this could get out of control. They're not saying it is getting out of control, but. Well, that's yeah. what they said about they're, the first they're, one. They're, that's they're, what they said about the first yeah. one. Now, see, now China's done so well handling this this last one. They've done so well. And the U.S., you see, they've done so poorly. Worst country on the planet when it comes to handling a virus. You see that, right? That much is evident. And it's all Trump's fault. So. You see that, I mean, China's open for business, right? They're, they're open for business. You notice they're not in the news at all? Yeah, not in the news at all, mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. There's not a single headline anywhere about China and having to deal with any kind of a virus. Nothing. You notice that? You notice that? Yeah. yeah. Everything's, all yeah. eyes are on the U.S. All eyes are on the U.S. Everything's been turned against the U.S. at the moment. It's a massive disinformation campaign by the mainstream media. New York. Okay, we're talking about the the worst and and the U.S. being the worst case. Yeah. Actually, New York is the worst case in the world. I think the one that's beat them now is Brazil. I think is doing worse than than New York. Uh, yeah, but did. they're they're trying to get rid of Bolsonaro down there. Like you got the hard the hardcore lefties yeah. down there that want to get rid of Bolsonaro. That's why. Did you see the press conference when he was talking down there? And they he said something. Someone some reporter brought it up to him. We've had three thousand deaths in the last two days. What are your thoughts? I don't care. You know. Yeah. You can't you can't say that. Like I appreciate where he's coming from from the standpoint of an average citizen. Like I, I get where he's coming from, but you can't sit there and say so what to a reporter if you're a world leader. You just can't do that. I mean, you can, but 
it's probably not the, the wisest thing to do. Right. I, I mean, I got a kick out of it, but I mean, it's yeah, it's it's whatever. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, OK, it says here, right, it says here in relation to this new, quote, swine flu that they're saying has potential, right? It has potential. The uh, G4EAH1N1 virus in pigs. They're saying that current flu vaccines do not appear to protect against it. See, Bill Gates has to come out and offer you something new now, although they could possibly be adapted if needed. Oh, oh, OK. Well, I wonder how many doses of Tamiflu they have stockpiled, ready to modify to sell to you, right? That are probably going to expire, so they need to get rid of the inventory. So they'll collect the money off the insurance companies. To conduct their research, scientists carried out flu surveillance in pigs in 10 Chinese provinces between January 2011 and April 2018 and collected almost 30,000 nasal swabs taken from slaughtered pigs from abaters, as well as over 1,000 nasal swabs or lung tissue from farmed pigs with signs of respiratory disease. So here's my question on this. Okay, here's my question. Now, and I'm, I'm speaking of in relation to not only COVID-19, you know, coronavirus or any of that stuff. I'm not speaking in relation to that necessarily. But we talked in in the early going about all this. We were talking, we were making references to the swine flu from 08 and 09, right? I mean, we talked about that. Right. And we were kind of led to believe at the time that it came from a, uh, a pig farm in Mexico, and it actually didn't. Turns out it actually came from China. Mm -hmm. And it, of course, at that time, the media was, you know, you could you could easily steer the media in different directions. Of course, now, you know, it's just kind of obvious. But the fact is, is that the first swine flu came from China. Coronavirus came from China. The 1918 Spanish flu was found to come from China because the rats on the ships that carried the virus to the shores of Europe. And of course, now this new one's coming from China. Are we seeing a pattern here? I would just like to point that out. Are we seeing a pattern here? Because I do. And now when I look at this as an average citizen, right, just an average concerned citizen, and this has to be a question going through the minds of listeners around the world as well. If this is indeed the case, and given what we've gone through with COVID-19 in all Western nations, right, we've eviscerated our economies, right? We've destroyed our economies. Now, to an extent, some economies on mainland Europe have fared better than others, but that's only because they took the correct procedures that best suited them. They didn't get gummed up with bureaucracies and all that stuff. And Bruce, you and I have talked about that before. But nonetheless, the question I'm looking at here is if this is indeed the case, if this is where these are originating from, do we not see a reason here to try and isolate that country from a standpoint of not only travel, but trade as well? Hey, look, we're not going to allow any travel to and from China or any connecting flights thereof out of there or going to there from other countries that you can travel through. We're not going to allow any of that until you get that under control. Oh, and one other thing. Until you get that under control, until you make uh, the developments needed in order to prevent this type of thing from happening, until you take those steps, we're not going to be doing any business with you either from a trade standpoint. Where's that talk? Where, where is that talk from anybody? I don't hear this anywhere at all. That is just common sense to me as the average citizen. Now, you can look at it from a business standpoint and say, oh, well, we can't do that. Why can't you? Why can't you? If they are putting human life at risk... What, you're going to sit there and tell me it's greed? You're going to tell me it's greed? That's a cop out. That's a that's a fool's way of looking at it. What's human life worth to someone like that? Honestly, I'm, I'm of the same opinion. This is coming from China. They lied to us in the beginning. You know, they, they covered up how bad it really was and continue to cover up how bad it really was there. So why are we still doing trade? They need to have some kind of repercussions 
we need to get our trade back in the U.S. anyway, as much as we can, Mm -hmm. especially pharmaceuticals. We've talked about that before. It just from a I don't care whether it's China or another country. We need to get that back in the U.S. just in case. Well, let's put it this way. There's a lot of countries that don't like us. Why? Why do we have our (laughs) really? Right. I I never. Right. (laughs) So why do we have our our manufacturer in other countries? We should have it at home. Uh, so that we can be self-sufficient. If we want to trade with other countries, fine. You know, I, I'm I'm good with that. But mm-hmm. China has continued to lie to us. They have shown that they want to conquer the world and control it themselves. So why are we continuing to do business with them? We should shun them. And, and yeah, but yeah, whatever. Well, unfortunately, this, this we're at. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, I think that it's going to take more than just the U.S. It's going to take other partner countries to get on board with it. Get the G7 together, the G10, the G12, the G, whatever G you guys pick, right? What, whatever, whatever nonsense you pick. Get together and say, listen here, we need to come to an agreement that this is a problem. But see, here's the problem. Here's the problem in and of itself for that. All these world leaders in the West, they're political. They're not practical. None of them are practical. They're political. None of them seem to make the right decisions that are the right decisions for their people and for their nations. They're too busy focused on the the bigger picture here that's a failing world government project. That's what they're all focused on. They're too busy trying to... um, you know, ensure their own place at the table on this this new world government project. And it's just it's a pipe dream. Example, look at COVID. Look at the coronavirus pandemic. OK, look at that. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this just very briefly, a non-U.S. citizen, by the way. I was talking to somebody about this. And the first thing he said to me when we were discussing this was everyone's out for themselves. Everyone's out for themselves. There's no European Union. There's no U.S. Congress. There's no United Nations. There's none of that. What'd the European Union do for the poor Italians? What'd they do for the poor Spanish, the French, the Belgians? What'd they do for them? Nothing. They left them. They said, figure it out. I thought you're supposed to be this all big, all powerful, all knowing, all handling everything experts. You ran and cowered in fear. You left your own European people hanging high and dry. You cowards. That's what you did. It's pathetic. And the United Nations, let's, I mean, I, I've made my standpoint on that, that organization clear. They're useless. They're absolutely useless. Those people are hated everywhere west of the Hudson in the U.S. So they're, they're completely irrelevant. It's a, it's a good old boys club for third world dictators. I've made my standpoint on that clear. And I think the U.S. needs to defund and withdraw along with the rest of the West. It's time to pull out of that. Uh, and it's time to have them thrown out. We've already started with the WHO. The WHO carried the lie for the CCP all through the coronavirus pandemic, and they're carrying it still. They've been incorrect about everything. They've helped cover up the outbreak. They helped ensure that the agenda was carried. What did we hear in the initial stages when the headlines were talking about closing down flights? What did we hear? Oh, well, that's that's what? That's racist. That's xenophobic. No, we can't do that. No, no, we can't do that. Why can't you? Why can't you? When you had an outbreak here on mainland Europe, what happened? All of these countries, man, they were racing to get their border controls up, weren't they? Every single one of them. Every single nation went into self-preservation mode. And so you're going to sit here and you're going to you're going to get together as as these world leaders, so-called. And I'm doing the quote thing because you're not really leaders. You're not leaders. You're followers at the end of the day. You're not leaders. Leaders don't allow this. Leaders stand up for their people. Leaders lead. So they're going to stand up and they're going to um, promote this uh, this one world, this uh, this, uh, you know, we're all we're all stronger together nonsense. Right. Well, how well did that work out during Corona? 
Yeah. How well did that work out? It's all contradictory anyway. Uh, well, I do agree with the idea that we're all better if we stand together, you know, as humans. I, I do agree with that. The problem is, is just as you stated, nobody actually stood together. No one actually helped one another. It was uh, we have to look after our own first, which technically that that is what you should be doing anyway, is you are all in this together as individuals. Right. And, and that that's kind of you have to take care of your own first and then when you can once you're done handling or have your own under control then you help the others but you know kind you know, of what we've seen but yeah yeah it's it's not you you're actually you know I'm in agreement with you when you say that we are you know stronger together I, honestly if it was a world government project if it was something that was based on the ideas of free market and private property and expanded rights for the the average citizen and self governance. If it was based on that, man, give it to me, right? Give it. To, I will have more of that all day, every day, and I will champion that idea to the world. We champion that idea to the world anyway. We do because that's what it should be. Because that's what's been successful in the West. We don't come from a civilization that wants to oppress people. We come from a civilization that actually gives people rights. It gives you the individual. It gives you rights. It gives your family rights. It gives your neighbor rights. That's everything that you need. You need rights. And more than that, and this is where we got into the religious side of it the other day, more than that, it has to be understood that it comes from a higher power than a government. Now, that's, a, that's the spiritual side of it. It comes from a higher power than a government. Because if you don't have rights that are given to you by a creator that's higher than the government, then the government will mandate those rights onto you. And whatever rights they give to you, they can turn around and take away, as you said yesterday. Mm -hmm. So people make the rights for you and then people can tell you what you can and cannot do. That's not how we do things. That's not how we do things. We hold these truths to be self-evident, et cetera. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, you, you know the thing. You know the thing. Yeah, you know the thing. But no, it has to be understood. You know, why, why do you think that why do you think that politicians, when they take when they swear an oath to something at the end, why do you think most of them say, so help me God? Why do you think they say that? Because they swear an allegiance to a higher power a higher spiritual authority than the state. So if we're going to do this this one world nonsense, which I don't agree with on its uh, you know on its face, I don't agree with it. But if we're going to do it, then damn it, we need to do it right. And we don't need to be screwing this up. But see, here's the problem. You have self-centered, nihilistic, evil people that want to construct this thing. And you see the types of attitudes that they project on the world. And so if those people are the ones that are the architects of this, I don't want any part of that. I will fight against that with everything I have. So another pandemic, right? Possibly, right? Another pandemic. Dr. Fauci, right? Everybody knows Dr. Fauci, right? He's out now and he says that we could see... Now, mind you, Mr. Fauci, who's been incorrect about everything, right? He's now warning that we could see 100,000 new cases a day. 100,000 new cases a day. So now he's saying that we're, cur we're currently in the U.S. He says now that we're currently seeing about 40,000 new cases a day. But that number will rise rapidly if this does not turn around. He added that the outbreaks in various parts of the country put the entire country at risk. And we clearly don't have this under control. Uh, Tony, Tony. Just just a side note, where were you a couple of weeks ago when they were out there in the streets by the tens of thousands? Where were you? Were you saying anything anywhere on television about any of that stuff? I just, you know, like to I'd like to find out where he was during all that. 
I know he's been muzzled by Trump, but now he's back out in the news and he's only on CNN because that's the only group of hacks that'll have him. He was actually out there saying you guys should be social distancing and wearing masks. But this is too <laughs> important not to ignore. Yeah, so. Social distancing, wearing masks while you're rioting and looting and burning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. OK, I must have missed that part. But yeah, anyway, but yes, he's saying that 100,000 new cases a day. What are your thoughts? I mean, we're looking at, OK, 10.4 million cases globally, right, is what they're saying now. Total of 500,000 deaths, right? And of course, the U.S., we're looking at two, 2.6 million cases and 129,000 deaths. However, again, they've reclassified everything. Of course, the CDC there's still like daily they're putting out more symptoms. Yesterday I saw what was it a, a sneeze and a runny nose now is is a symptom yeah. of covid? I mean uh, what what mm. is not a symptom of covid? What is not a symptom of covid? I was talking to GP on the phone last night while he was on the road and I was telling him the new symptoms and he says okay so you do cocaine on a Hollywood film set and you got covid? <laughs> you know that's yeah that's that's what it yeah. is. So I mean, it's a it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I think this is part and parcel why they're trying to cook up a new thing. But if it doesn't take off what you're saying, you know, the the other one, the new form of swine flu, the new strain of swine flu, you're saying that's been around for years anyway. So there's no reason to think why that one would get out of control. At least I don't think. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason to think why this one would have gotten out of control. And be honest with you, I don't really think it is. I think it's it's more it's more media. This this thing is 90 percent hype. And 10% dangerous with this one. Because I tell you what, I've been going to mass gatherings every day, every day for over a month now. Okay, no masks, no masks. Did you hear what I just said? Mass gatherings every day of over 100 people. I'm in a crowd of over 100 people every day, every day. No social distancing, no masks. No one's got any issues. Now, if, if this thing die. was as yeah, if this thing was as bad as what they say it is, don't you think that people would start dropping over? Don't you think that would happen? Or you would see all kinds of people just mysteriously going out? It's not happening. It's not happening. There's a disconnect between what we're being told and what we're actually seeing. But see, this is their game, and this is where they're getting into the mask now. But what do you think on and which? Yeah, well, now they're making the mask mandatory, but we'll get into that in a second. But what are your thoughts on uh, on the Grim Reaper in a Gucci suit here? This uh, calling a hundred thousand a day. Show me the models and the statistics and the numbers. Like, show me what is predicting this. Where did you get this prediction? Because as we've seen with the models in the past, what was it the 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 one model was predicting like? They'd be like a million or multiple millions dead within like the first month of this. It's like four million. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And where where are those numbers? We haven't even seen that many infected in the U.S. So without reclassification. No, yeah. Without. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, even with reclassification. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Numbers. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Long day. I apologize. Yeah. 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 So it's honestly, it's foolish. This is getting tiresome. We've seen higher numbers from the swine flu as far as a number of people infected. Granted, this one is a little more fatal than the swine flu. I believe swine flu was like 0.3 or 0.4, and this one is 0.5 based on current testing results and everything. So, I mean, the more people we have infected, if the fatality rate stays the same, that's going to decrease the mortality rate of it, right? As you get more infections, the numbers go up. The other thing that we've pointed out before as well, they're not stopping the counter. They're still counting. The season's over. We're going into a new season. The summertime is usually the, the repeat, reprieve time, which, oh, by the way, should I point out 
that our borders, because we don't have those secure and our <laughs> southern countries down there, you know, Mexico, Brazil and, you know, the other countries down there are Central having South America, really yeah. bad. Yeah, they're having really bad issues with COVID. What happens when they can't get into the medical system down there? Oh, right. They come to the U.S. because we're accepting anybody that says they have COVID. The field hospitals are down there on the border and the, the cities down there on the border are packed. And in Texas, I know uh, specifically, they're flying people to Houston that are coming across the border that are infected because the other hospitals down there are packed. So we're is importing this, hold on a second. from across is this why, the border. Is this why we're seeing the surge in the hospitals, but we're not being told that? Yes. Yes. We're not being told those numbers. Because if you look, it's it's the border states that are having big increases. Well, it's because they're counting the ones that are coming across the border. And then not only uh-huh. that, but you uh-huh. also had what happened within the last two to four weeks? Oh, right. We have riots, quote unquote, peaceful protesters. And what are we seeing uh, as far as these spikes? What age groups? Oh, look at that. Teenage to 30 years old. Huh. Young people. Mostly the rioters. Interesting. It was mostly young people. Huh. But the riots were were too important to, uh, you know, quarantine or or social distance or wear masks or any of that kind of stuff. It, It should have been allowed. And look at that. We see spikes in those age groups. So you're telling us that we had to destroy our economy and then capitulate to Marxists during this time and allow them to operate. It, it, it is absolutely, yeah, it, it, it infuriates me. Well, see, Bruce, what were we told when, when all that was going on out in the streets? Racism is a bigger issue. It's a bigger issue than COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, just, I, say, I had to. I had to. No, you're, you're right. They did say that. But here's the thing. Show me where the systemic racism is here in the U.S. Show me where it's at. Because we've talked about it before, the the black look at the institutions. Look at the institutions. Look look at the institutions. Yeah. You called exactly. you called this. You called this. Look at the institutions. Hollywood, academia, mm-hmm. the government, right? Social services, all, all this stuff, right? You look at look at the institutions. Uh, sports, okay. Look mm-hmm. at all these, mm-hmm. okay. These are these are the things. The ones that I just named off, okay. These are the things that if you want to be in the public spotlight somewhere, which that's the thing that everybody's told from marketing, right? Oh, you want to be a famous person. You want to be like one of the Kardashians, you know that kind of thing. You want to be a sports star. You want to be a uh, an entertainer. You want to be a rap artist. That kind of stuff, right? Who <laughs> runs all those institutions? Yep. What ideology runs those institutions? Which well, way not do they only that, but But let's look at it this way, too, since we're talking about COVID. Look at all the cities that are the worst. You know, the president has been saying all the cities are blue. You know, all of them are Democrats. Except for one. Except for one. So of the 20 cities he was talking about. It's an independent. 19 of them. Right. And the independent. uh, I don't know what party they're affiliated with as an independent. They can be just as far left as the other Democrats or further. Really? Because mm-hmm. I mean, socialists are independent. So it is absurd. The The media is going after him because, oh, look, he lied. Actually, no, he didn't. When you look at the numbers and the, uh, when you look at the actual facts, he's right. Like I said, that independent, uh, it'll take more research to find out, you know, where they stand. But yeah, kind of kind of interesting there, huh? But we're the bad guys. Yes, because because you just yeah, Bruce, Bruce, you just want to kill people. You just want to kill people. That's all there is to it. You just want mm-hmm. people to die. Yeah. Right. So Miami. Yeah. Right. Speaking of all these cases, right, all these issues, Miami, of course, major city, right? Big city, Miami, not wearing a mask, 
can cost you $50 in South Beach, right, under the new COVID crackdown, okay? This is out of the Miami Herald. Not wearing a mask in South Beach may cost you $50 beginning today. Amid the rising number of COVID cases and hospitalizations in Miami-Dade County, Funny, they're talking about all these hospitalizations, but we're not given specifics. The city's crackdown. Okay, now let me see. Uh, Amid the rising number of COVID cases in Miami-Dade County. Okay, the mayor of Miami Beach announced Monday that the city would begin issuing fines for those who ignore the rules requiring the use of facial coverings indoors and outside if social distancing cannot be observed. Do we not understand yet what social distancing is for? It has nothing to do with the pandemic. The city's new crackdown does not go as far as its neighbors across the bay in the city of Miami which requires the use of masks at all times in public, except when exercising, eating, or working outdoors, or by very young or medically vulnerable groups. You can still walk your dog along the street, for example, but you'll need your mask on if you chat with a neighbor along the way. You people are sick. You're sick allowing this. People should... Why why people are not revolting against this? I don't know. I, I don't know. What is wrong with the average person out there? What is wrong with the average person out there? Do you really believe these people? Do you believe these idiots? Do you believe these people that have been wrong from the start of all this thing? You're going to listen to them now? They turn around. They destroyed your economy. They destroyed our economy as a nation. And you're going to listen to them like they're some kind of ruling expert while they were out there in the streets marching with these people in in the riots a couple of weeks ago. Violating Miami Beach's rule may earn you a verbal warning and subsequent violations will lead to a $50 fine. The police, you should not enforce this. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you go along with these frauds? How dare you? You, of all people, should not enforce this. And I'm not bashing police. I'm not bashing police. Like I said in the beginning of this today, you'll get no bigger supporter of police than, than us around here. Right. We love our cops, but you should know better than this. You're the ones that are going to have to push back on this. Sheriff's departments are doing it. County sheriffs are doing it. You notice they're not going after the county sheriffs. You notice that? Do you know why? Because they're elected by the people. They're not bureaucracies run by the swamp. That's why the media doesn't go after sheriff's offices, because the people elect the sheriff. That's an elected position. You got sheriffs out in counties just outside of Seattle holding public squares with a megaphone, telling people, telling his constituents, don't be a sheep when it comes to wearing a mask. The police officers, you shouldn't be a sheep and enforce it from these losers that are in these city councils and these these upper management positions in your departments. You should not even follow those orders. You, of all people, who swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States, know that a government cannot mandate this. They cannot. And you should not enforce it. You should not enforce it. You have a duty to refuse unconstitutional and illegal orders. And that's precisely what this is. So in Miami, Miami Beach, that rather, this will lead to a $50 fine. That's less than the announced fees in Miami, which can start at $50, but can increase to $500 for a third offense. Tell me they're not henpecking and revenue generating here. Mm -hmm. The mayor has come out and said that Non-compliance with current mask rules, coupled with a troubling increase with the spread of the coronavirus, make further restrictions necessary. Necessary. You hear this? Necessary. We don't have too many tools left in our toolkit, and we don't want to be forced to return to a shelter-in-place order that proves so economically devastating. Then why are you doing it? You contradictory fool. Why are you doing it? So I want to jump out to... Actually, I'll tell you what. 
I want to get to a I want to get to a letter here. Okay, I, I want to get to a letter. So this is an op-ed that was written by Dr. Simone Gold. I heard it this morning. I thought it was extremely relevant. This op-ed was actually sent to USA Today, and they deleted part of it. They they deleted part of it. And just to give you an idea, right? Dr. Simone Gold, a board-certified emergency physician, she graduated from the Chicago Medical School before attending Stanford University Law School to earn her Juris Doctor degree. She completed her residency in emergency medicine at Stony Brook University Hospital in New York. She worked in Washington, D.C. for the Surgeon General, as well as the chairman for the Labor and Human Resources Committee. She also works as an emergency physician on the front lines, whether or not there is a pandemic. Her clinical work serves all Americans from urban inner city to suburban to the IHS. Her legal work has focused on conflicts between hospitals and insurers. She writes on a number of policy issues relating to law and medicine, and she always leads with the facts. So that's that's her. OK, I want to read her op-ed that she wrote that was cut by USA Today. OK, I want to read this. And her argument is the uselessness, the uselessness of masks. OK, because we're being told, oh, you have to wear them. It's not for you. It's for someone else. OK, yes, yes, yes. All that stuff. Right. And I, I want you to listen. I just read her credentials. Okay, I want to read this and I want you to hear what she has to say about this, which was cut by the mainstream media. I want you to hear this. She says, it is clear to me as a physician lawyer that the disinformation about both COVID-19 and the Constitution has caused us to turn a medical issue into a legal crisis. The scientific usefulness of a mask has been so aggressively overstated and the foundational importance of the Constitution has been so aggressively understated that we have normalized people screaming obscenities at each other while hiking. Tell me that's not happening. Tell me that's not happening in supermarkets as well or whatever store you go to. The COVID virus was supposed to be contained in the kind of lab where people wear astronaut suits and go through triple sealed doors. It is a con of massive proportion to assert that now. Having escaped those environments, a bandana will magically do the trick. After all, size matters. Listen to what she says about this, right? We covered this in the very initial stages on the size of this actual virus. The pore size, the size of the actual thread, the, the cross stitch in the, in the cloth itself, the pore size of a cloth face covering range from 20 to 100 microns. The COVID virus is 200 to 1,000 times smaller than that at 0.1 microns. Putting up a chain link fence will not keep out a mosquito, which is essentially what this is. It's a good analogy. Even the most esteemed medical journals admit their purpose is to calm anxiety. Expanded masking protocols, greatest contribution may be to reduce the transmission of anxiety. See, it's about control. Of course, by knowledge or common sense observation, most Americans already know that masking everyone is superstition. But unlike privately carrying a lucky charm, mandating facial coverings requires the consent of the governed. Many cultures mandate clothing that appears totally irrational to outsiders. It's true. Never have those cultures pretended that there is a scientific basis for their clothing requirement. Their leaders rule and their citizens accept that their choice of clothing is due to religious or cultural preference. Not wearing a mask is not mere personal choice, like deciding between a head covering or a T-shirt. It is a flashpoint for being a free human being who has consented to be governed, but has not consented to be ruled. We do not consent to a masked America because that's a fundamental change in American society, in American culture, in norms and rights. People who are apathetic toward their own liberty cannot eliminate constitutional rights for those who are not this is not the first or the last time that people who believe in superstition are screaming the loudest. 
The Constitution exists precisely to protect all people during times of mass hysteria. Never more true statement was spoken during all this. The mask has become the most visible symbol of social conditioning to Americans determined to preserve individual freedom. Thus far, most Americans have continued to give their consent to be governed. But you are trying our patience. I I just went and looked real quick out of curiosity. We talked about micron levels and whatnot. One of the arguments I was hearing with the masks is, well, it helps droplets, right? You know, spittle droplets uh, from penetrating the mask. And, you know, that there contains... Uh, the virus spread, you know, through droplets. Water molecules actually have a point. It's like 0.00028 or something like that. I mean, it's really, really small as far as water molecules. Now, when you bunch them up, obviously, there's water tension and everything. So, you know, those droplets can get bigger. Nonetheless, they would still be able to penetrate the mask. The virus, as you said, uh, is much smaller than the filtration that we use. It's absurd to think that the mask is going to protect you. The kind of filtration you would need is like at the nano filter level, right? You'd have to use nanomaterials to mm-hmm. to uh, filter that out. Even then, to filter it out completely, you're looking at something as far as far as water filtration or purification, reverse osmosis. That's the only way to really get out all impurities out of it, right? And materials out of but that's water, right? You're you're not going to be able to get it out of, you know, like uh, they don't make reverse osmosis masks. I'm sorry, that, that doesn't work. You know, we, we don't do that. <laughs> so it's absurd to say that your mask is, you know, going to work exactly as the doctor was saying. It's it's just to alleviate anxiety. But the problem is the way they worded it, it doesn't prevent anxiety. It creates more. It creates more turmoil. It creates more targeting of individual people. For example, you go into a store, you're not wearing a mask. It's more likely for you to get chewed out by the other people, yelled at, thrown out of the store, whatever, right? Or you may not be able to do business with the store at all. And they did the whole virtue signaling of, well, you're not you're not wearing the mask to protect yourself. You're wearing the mask to protect others. When the results actually show that the cloth masks won't really work against the the size of the virus. So this is a great display of why I don't like government. When she makes reference there to the uh, I I find it fascinating how she's I mean, she uses her legal credentials to actually reference the Constitution from being a lawyer as well. And when she says there that people are apathetic toward their own liberty, uh, people who are apathetic toward their own liberty cannot eliminate constitutional rights for those who are not. I mean, we're we're there, right? That's just like that's not even a question. There's no legal precedent for us to do that. And yet we're being told by these, quote, officials that are not officials at all. They're not experts on anything. They're just politicians. We're being told by these uh, these know nothings that this is what we have to give up. You're not guaranteed in the Constitution to um, not be infected by a virus or, or bacteria or disease or any of those kind of things. You're not protected from that. In fact, that is one of the agreed upon risks. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not contractually agreed, but it's it's something that, you know, you go in public, you're exposing yourselves to viruses, bacteria, you know, germs in general that you may not otherwise be exposed to in your own home. So this has always been a thing. And it's just now a concern or in, in the eyes of people because politics, this was made a political issue. And as such, you know, now people are all fretting about it. But the thing is, you could have gone out in public and gotten a bacterial infection or a viral infection before the pandemic. It's absurd to say that now this is so frustrating. 
it, it is absolutely frustrating. And to have the government completely violate our rights. The thing is, is the government cannot mandate that you wear a mask. Sorry, they can't do that. That's a private product. If they want to mandate everyone has to wear a mask, number one, they have uh, proper legal uh, processes to accomplish or go through to mandate that. But then on top of that, if you're going to mandate it, that means government, you have to provide it. So no, we're, uh, this, it, it, it's absolutely silly. There's no constitutional grounds for these mayors and governors. And even, even if the president was to mandate something, the most it can be is a recommendation. When she makes reference here to when she says the Constitution exists precisely to protect all people during times of mass hysteria, this is precisely mm-hmm. what this is. This entire thing is mass hysteria, all of it. And so this is precisely why this is the most critical point, because this is precisely when you need to look at the Constitution that gives you your rights, when it explains your and it outlines your rights. This is precisely when we need to be relying on it to ensure that we have those rights during this time, not have them suspended, not have them taken away, not have them set aside for just a little while. Well, just until we do this, this one thing. Mm -mm. No, no. And we had we had patriotic Americans start to stand up for those rights, start to have that constitutional fervor about themselves. They got tired of waiting. So they took to the state houses. They took to the, the city halls and they demanded that they reopen the economies in the local areas. And what'd you get in return for that? Did you get cooperation? Did you get any any capitulation by the, the state legislature, the city, the city councils? the mayors, the governors, did you get anything? When you stood up and you demanded that they stop being dictators, they stop being despots, and you wanted your lives back, they turned around and they burned your neighborhoods to the ground. That's what they think about you. That's what they think about me. That's what they think about us as real Americans. They have disdain for our ways. They have disdain for our drive to want to succeed and be individuals. They don't have that about themselves. So they want to wreck your life. That's where they're at. This is precisely the time we need to be looking at the Constitution and not destroying it. And all these people that swore an oath to that, that's precisely what they're doing. Let's get over to journalist John Ziegler. Thank you for pulling that clip, by the way. Uh, Let me cl- let me cue this up. Did you watch it? Have you heard it yet? Oh yeah, I've heard it. It was fantastic. <laughs> okay, can you pull a bio on this guy? I have no idea. I, yesterday was the first time I'd heard this guy. I don't know who he is. Can you pull a bio on him and we can talk sure. about who he is? Okay, he makes documentary films. Mm-hmm. He also has a radio program and is a journalist. Okay, so John Ziegler, he's going to. Uh, this is out of Ventura County, California. Okay, so this is just outside of Los Angeles. He is. The poor guy. He sat there for two hours. (laughs) He he sat there for two hours trying to get up to the podium to speak to the city council about the lockdowns. Okay, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised that this isn't um, uh, that this isn't going viral and it's all across the news networks, because it actually if that's probably a bad thing, because if that were to happen, then this would actually probably gain steam across the country. So I want to play this. Okay, this is him ripping these people anew. And this is a couple of minutes long, but I think it's worth every second that this guy's talking about. So here, take a listen to this, right? John Ziegler, journalist John Ziegler. After waiting for two hours and now getting two minutes, I'll get right to the point. Uh, This board is pretending that for the last three months, your emperor, Dr. Levin, has not been against a mask declaration. 
Now, all of a sudden, we're pretending that masks are everything, even forcing speakers to use masks. I would like the board to take a position. Was Dr. Levin wrong for those three months? And if he was this wrong, why has he not been removed? Why has he not been fired for being so catastrophically wrong? Or do you not really believe he was wrong? You're just wearing these masks because it is a signal of your great virtue. Because for the last three months, we have not worn them. And Ventura County has done outstandingly well and continues to do outstandingly well because we are not Los Angeles. We are not New York City. We never were going to be any of those things. Ironically, this is one of the few things Dr. Levin was actually right about. He has been wrong about everything. He is the one who told us we would have four to 600 hospitalizations a day. He, he revised that to two to 400 a day. We still haven't reached that in one day. We're barely over 200 for the entire ordeal that you guys have put us through. We now are panicked over 51 total hospitalizations in a county with eight hospitals. Can you people do math? Can you please do basic math and understand where we are on this? This is not a crisis. You, however, have created one. You, in an effort to try to prevent all death, when we've had 43 deaths, have now ended all relevant life. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. And this will never be forgotten, ever be forgotten. You will all be held accountable eventually in this life or the next you all better hope there is no hell, because when you die, that's where you're going. And guess what? You're not going to be dying of COVID either. Thank you. I could not have said that better myself. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Where is this guy? He's a journalist. Put him up as the city mayor. OK, where where in the world? I, I need like the angels sound like I need the you know, the, the heavens parting because I, I want I want this talk from Trump, right? I, I want this talk from the podium in the press room. That's what I want. I, I have, I don't know what else to say. That was, the, the, he's right. Uh, he's saying points that we were talking about, you, you know, with Fauci, uh, for example, the the bit about, you know, they've been saying one thing in the beginning, we, we've played the clip multiple times, how we should not be worried about this. And, it, you know, everything's fine. Everything's OK. And then uh, now look at it. You, you all are going to die from COVID-19, uh, apparently. He's talking about how everybody's they've all been wrong. The, the health, the quote, health expert that they had up there in the beginning. He was wrong. He hasn't been correct on anything. Then all of a sudden they come out with this mask thing where everyone's got to wear them. Of course, he's up there wearing a mask and mm -hmm. everybody else is that's the as he's pointing to them up there talking about how they're all wearing masks. And he says it's just a signal of your virtue. That's what it is, right? It's virtue signaling. It's, mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's a it's a symbol of control. That's all it is. It's capitulation. That's what they're after. They're not after anything else. They don't care about public health. As a matter of fact, what what did we say? Right. What, what have we said? This does not improve anything. It does not improve anything. It doesn't stop you from getting it at all. The size of it makes the mask irrelevant in the first place, makes it irrelevant. He mentioned about empty hospitals. That's precisely what we've seen across the country is empty hospitals, isn't it? Right. Hospitals closed. You told me there was a hospital just down the road from you that closed because it was mm -hmm. empty. Yeah. So he said initially they were looking between two and four hundred admissions in the hospital a day in Ventura County, where they have eight hospitals, <laughs> where they have eight hospitals. He says, and they haven't reached 200 in the entire ordeal. So since the entire outbreak of covid, they haven't reached 200 admissions at all, let alone a day. So 
now you got Fauci coming out saying 100,000 a day. As you said earlier, where's he getting the, the data to support that? Where is it? Is he getting it from Ferguson again in the UK? You know, the guy that said there was going to be 4 million dead. Is that where he's getting it? Where are they coming up with these numbers? And more than that, this is blowing my mind because they're coming out with these numbers. They're not correct. And yet we're still entertaining them. We're still giving them a place to speak. They're still sitting. Do you know Fauci's been in there for four decades? He's been in the government longer than I've been alive in the same position. How's that possible? How is that humanly possible? We're still giving these people an ear for whatever reason. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Why are we listening to these idiots? Why? It makes no sense. That's what I said starting last week. You want COVID to go away? Ignore them. Ignore them. And the police, stop for the love of God. God, stop enforcing these ridiculous orders and aiding these people that have no idea what they're talking about. You don't become part of the solution at the end of the day when it comes to that. Well, you're worried about your job. You're worried about your pension. If these people have their way, you're going to be out of a job anyway. So it's not going to matter. You have no reason. You're under no obligation whatsoever to carry out their orders. None. Yeah, clearly you just want people to die. Um, oh, that argument, I mean, yeah. You're a science denier. I mean, clearly. That, that's, well, I mean, yeah, that argument again. That's what they throw at us, right? We're the ones that are denying science. We're the ones that are, you know, just wanting a grandma to die because, you know, we're, we're not willing to wear a mask or, or we think that people should have the wherewithal to make their own decision and choice on whether to wear a mask or not. But yeah, we're, we're, we're the uh, we're the problem in society, obviously. All I've ever wanted from the start of this thing is real data. You know, I've always been about the numbers. I've always been. And you're all about statistics, right? You mm -hmm. love digging down into that stuff. You're all about mm -hmm. that. So I'm happy to sit here for hours on end with you and we can pick through all that stuff. I'm happy to do that. But we haven't been given any numbers. And, and more than that, they've doctored with all the results. They've changed everything. So you're not going to get straight numbers regardless. It's too late for that. The, uh, the sample's been tainted, if you will. So it doesn't matter. It becomes less about science and it becomes political science. That's what it is. So for those of you that have not and you would like to, please do give us a follow over on the platform of Parler. We were talking about Parler this morning, so um, don't don't be afraid about getting banned over there uh, unless you're just one of these wound up crazies and you start espousing all kinds of uh, nonsense and uh, which they, they didn't technically say what they got banned for, did they? they like they didn't say nope. that. So, yeah, but anyway, but yes, uh, do give us a follow over there on the platform of Parler. If you're looking for another social media network to jump to, uh, we would be happy to get your comments, your feedback, your upvotes, your likes, all of that. We're happy to answer any questions or take any feedback that you do give to us. You can follow me over there. I'm at Jay Anderson three. You can also follow Marty at Marty Foster. We would really appreciate hearing from all of you in one way or another. So if you do get a chance and you're looking for another place to jump to, please do give that consideration. So thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow. 